Somewhere in the multi-story orphanage, she heard thumping. Firm, booted feet on the wooden floors of the second story. Lift drew in her awesomeness and started to glow. Light rose from her arms like steam from a hot griddle. It wasn't terribly bright, but in that pure black room, it was enough to show her the children she had heard. They grew quiet, watching her with awe. Darkness! Lift shouted. The one they call Nin, or Nail, Naku the Judge. I'm here! The thumping above stopped. Lift crossed the room, stepping into the next one and looking up at the stairwell. It's me! She shouted up. The one you tried and failed to kill an Azir. Heroes of presents The Storm Pod, a Stormlight Archive podcast. First novella, Edge Dancer. This is just a quick spoiler warning for chapters 19 and 20 of Edge Dancer. Um, also, spoilers probably for the entirety of the book. Um, we are done now, the book, so we'll probably do like a quick little wrap-up at the end and our thoughts on the whole novel or the whole novella. So make sure that you are um, caught up on your reading um, and uh, make sure that you are picking the right episode. You wouldn't want to pick one of these out of order. Um, I try to make sure that they are properly numbered um, whenever on your like podcast app that you use. So hopefully um, you haven't picked the wrong one. And hopefully... You enjoy the episode. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Q. And the day the Almighty was handing out brains, he went out for flatbread. It's Jack. <laughs> What's up? I, I love me some flatbread. Yeah, sorry, buddy. I didn't mean that as to be an, uh, an insult. You know, the, the, the day they were handing out good looks, you you came back for it. Oh, so oh, well, there you well, go. Well, th- well, well, thanks. Yeah, you're very welcome. Um, but I, but now you've got me wanting some flatbread. <laughs> right? It's so good. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'd miss out on getting brains for that, too. <laughs> some fresh oil, some herbs. Yeah. Flatbread sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um, I can't believe we're at the end. This is it. Last two chapters. Um, we finished the book. Um, we quick, did. Uh, before we, we get into the, all the nitty gritty here at the end, what did you think overall? Sure. I love this book. Yeah. I love it. It's great, right? Yeah, it's great. It's really great. I I am so like, I don't know, tickled by this book. Yeah. It, it like I find the the other books um you know, they they have a lot of weight to them. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot to chew on, but this this Edge Dancer was it's got a very heavy ending. Yeah, I'll it's say that. it's kind of got a heavy theme throughout the whole thing, but he kind <laughs> of does. disguises it in pancake syrup. You know what I mean? Like he, he does. He like <laughs> smothers he it with pancake syrup. On it. Yeah, he yeah. puts some sprinkles yeah. on it. We didn't even realize yeah. we were no. learning, right? Like, well, well, as I was telling you, like uh, with regards to the ending, it's it's incredibly serious. Yeah, for sure like, it is, and it's heavy. Yeah, 
Like there are some major things to consider in Edge Dancer, but it felt like we were dancing. It did. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it felt nice and and uh, overall like just a, just a little different than the tone of of the of the other books, but but not not terribly so. Mm-hmm. But I, I I what I would really really love is if he would write the novella between Way of Kings and, and uh, words. And words, yeah. I mean, what what would that novella be I about? I don't know. It would have to be. I just. It, it I would have to be he... about a character who appears in Way of Kings in one of the uh, interludes. Oh, maybe mm. it's an Ishik. Maybe he just goes fishing for the whole book. <laughs> we they, he can call it Fish Dancer or something like uh, the fish. The fishmonger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. I like this idea. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll try good. to try to That's get good. a um, That's good. A petition going for it. <laughs> a petition for the fishmonger. Okay. Um, okay. So chapter 19, mm-hmm. um, we have, we have lift being chased. Yeah. The thunder chased her. Isn't that cool? I love it. Wind howled through the city's slots, windspren zipping past her as if fleeing the advent of the strange storm. She reaches the small amphitheater at the mouth of the alley. And hazarded a glance behind her, she stumbles to a stop. The storm surged across the sky, mm-hmm. a majestic and terrible black thunderhead, coursing with red lightning. I love the way that's worded. Oh by yeah, the way. dude. Yeah, it's awesome. Like, I almost want to call this chapter ty- uh, "Thunderhead," but I want to call um, my uh, my metal band "Thunderhead." Just I know, right? Yeah. Thunderhead. Yeah. 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 It's like you can do, you could do metal versions of Radiohead. (gasps) (laughs) Thunderhead. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Metal versions of Radiohead songs. Oh yeah, dude. That would be, yeah, I'm definitely in for that. Okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Side project. It was side project. It was enormous, dominating the entire sky, wicked with flashes of inner light. I just love the way that the storm is described there. Mm Windle grew around her. Mistress, mistress, oh, this is bad. She steps back, transfixed. Oh, yeah, I, li- I like this wording here. She stepped back, transfixed by the boiling mass of black and red, l- like as if it's something in a witch's cauldron. Yeah. Boiling, you know? Mm-hmm. I just, I just love that. Yeah, it's cool because um, you can kind of imagine there's like, like puffs of clouds that are emerging from it. That's like the bubbles of the... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I, I just love it. I think it's great. Mistress, inside, she says, scrambling towards the door of the orphanage. It was so dark she could barely make out the wall. But as she arrived, she immediately noticed something was wrong. The door to this orphanage was open. Surely they'd closed it after she'd left. She slips inside. She noticed, oh, this is cool. This is a great detail. She notices that, that, that the bar to the door had been cut right through. Yeah. Probably from a weapon that sliced the wood cleanly, a shard blade. Yeah. So we like, we're like, that, oh, he's here. Detail. Yeah. yeah. And what, what I love about that is that it's an event that's already happened. Right. But you can imagine it, that this, you know, shard blade was put through. Well, we've seen it happen already in the last two books, right? Or, or something, some mm. variation of that. So we're so familiar with it now. And we, it knows, mm. we know exactly what it, this tells us, right? Right. So. Trembling, Lyft 
felt for the cut portion of the bar on the floor, and then managed to fit it into place, holding the door closed. She turned in the room, listening. She could hear the whimpers of the children. Mistress, Wendell whispers, you can't fight him. In her inner, inner dialogue, she thinks, I know. Right. There are words that you must speak. Her inner dialogue again says, they won't help. They, wow. they end up helping, but not in the way right. that we think, right? We think if she says the third ideal, maybe she'll get a power up. She'll be able to finally yeah, use a shard blade, yeah. right? Yeah. She, yeah. she know like this will help her in the fight against him, but that's not Do you what think... the third ideal does for her at the end here. It gives her some insight. It does. Right. Do you think that her right now with this inner dialogue going, I know I can't defeat him, Wendell, mm-hmm. and those words won't help. Do you think that she kind of already knows right now? what she must do kind of i think so because she thinks to herself later that um she says something like i um like she already has them in her heart right right here she says tonight the words were the easy part right i love that part right she knows she knows what she she already feels these words that's the easy Mm -hmm. part i've already got that I just haven't done it yet. I haven't manifested the third ideal, but I feel the third ideal already. You know? Yeah, it's it it, it kind of said to me a little bit like um like saying the words was just that. Right. Just saying them. It's it's doing what the words say to do. Right. Like right? we we um we covered uh, chapter 18 uh, last episode mm. as a live read. So we mm. li- read it live and didn't really get a chance to kind of we went over it a little bit, but not we as did, much as I think that we bit. normally would have. One of the things right. I want to bring back, this is a perfect moment for it, is there sure. was a moment it felt like Lyft in chapter 18 was going to say the say third it. ideal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like she kept reminding herself of all the people that she had listened to over the course of her time here in Yada, right? Wasn't it was the guard's great? captain. It was Gana's voice, the scribe. Mm-hmm. Then it was mm-hmm. the stump's voice. So all these people that she had listened to, it really felt like she was going to have that um, have that amazing moment like Cal had, that stretch forth thy hand. I felt like that was coming. And right. he kind of subverted that where he, she learned the lesson in the last chapter and now like mm-hmm. has it in her heart. She doesn't, later on, she doesn't even really speak it out loud before no. she turns Windle into that silvery rod. She believes right. it so profoundly inside herself, she doesn't need to say the words out loud, which is really yeah. fascinating, right? Yeah. When you well, feel it, it, it's almost as good as saying it out loud. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it, it, it just, it speaks to Lyft's character, mm-hmm. like that she's going to act She's got a big heart and she's going to act it through. She doesn't have to follow the rules. Right. And say and say it how you and everyone else normally says it. This one I'm going to feel. Right. This one I'm going to do. Right. It's part of and me. I'm already doing yeah. it. I'm already, I'm already actively doing, doing it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah I know. So to so answer so your cool. question, long, long answer to a, a simple question. Do I think Lyft already f- knows what she has to do? I think, I think so because she says here that, you know, she says in that, that line tonight, the words were the easy part. She already knows. 
Yeah, that and the the hard part's gonna be getting him to listen to her words, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Right. Listening back is going to be really, right, but but it but it starts with being listened to. Right. She already listened to what he had to say about why he's doing the things he's doing. She's listened. Mm-hmm. She has that mm-hmm. information now. Now she needs mm-hmm. to make him listen. Her third ideal is most important mm-hmm. to him because he needs to listen to what she's going to tell him later. Man, I I don't want to jump too far ahead, but this is just incredible. It's incredible <laughs> it's stuff. So, it's so cool. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. This next sentence, dude, again, it was hard not to adopt the fear of the children around her. Yeah. Isn't that what we kind of do with kids? Right. We adopt their fear. Mm-hmm. Like we, we, we don't want them to be afraid. We'll be afraid for you. Right. We'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. I just love this sentence yeah, so much. Yeah, it's great. It's harder for um, her too, because she's one of them. Of course. Right. She's a little kid and, and too. That's, yeah. And that's, and that's all you want to do when, when you enter into a, you know, an orphanage full of scared children. You want to, you want to take them home with you. You want right. to, you, you want to take care of them. Yeah. Huddle them in blankets and stuff. Lyft found herself trembling and stopped somewhere in the center of the room. She couldn't creep along, stumbling over other kids if she wanted to stop uh, darkness. But she heard thumping somewhere distant. Lyft drew in her awesomeness and began to glow, and light rose from her arms like steam from a hot griddle. (laughs) I thought it was fun with the hot griddle, like pancakes. Um, It wasn't terribly bright, but in that pure black room, it was enough to show the children that, that she had heard, and they grew quiet, watching her with awe. As they should, because this is awesome. Amazing, like, dude. It's amazing. Darkness lift shouts. The one they called Nin or Nail, Naku, the judge. I'm here. The thumping above stopped. Lift crossed the room, stepping into the next one and looking up a stairwell. It's me. She shouted up it. The one you tried and failed to kill in his ear. Dude, this is amazing. She's calling him right out. Like totally. she can hear the steps on the floor above and like, and it's so stopped. cinematic, man, with the stopping of yeah. the, yeah, it's so yeah. good. Uh, and Naku, I don't think, I, I don't know if I've heard right? that, ver- that, that name of him before. Right? So yeah, that's, in- that's really interesting. I love that. It is interesting. The footfalls started again. And darkness appeared at the top of the stairs. You know what I love? Like, again, it's one of my little highlights of this chapter is that it gets right to it. Mm-hmm. There's darkness. Yeah. At the top of the stairs. Yeah. It doesn't and prolong it. Second page. Yeah. yeah. Um, top of the stairs, holding an amethyst sphere in one hand mm-hmm. and a glittering shard blade in the other. The violet light lit his face from below, outlining his chin and cheeks but leaving his eyes dark. They seemed hollow, like the sockets of the creature Lyft had met outside. I am surprised to see you accept judgment, Darkness <laughs> says. I had thought you would remain in presumed safety. Yeah, Lyft called. You know, the day the Almighty was handing out brains to folks, I went out for flatbread that day. <laughs> You come here during a high storm, Darkness said. You are trapped in here with me, and I know your crimes in this city. But I got back by the time the Almighty was given out looks, Lyft called. What kept you? 
Yeah, like what kept <laughs> so you? What kept you? Like yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, darkness seemed to flow like smoke as he started down the stairs. God, I love that. Growing his footsteps, growing softer, uniform rippling in an unseen wind. Mm-hmm. Do you not love that description? He's got like a he's got like an effects team that are like blowing fans on him <laughs> wherever he goes. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just love that uh, rippled, you know, unseen wind. Come on. It's so cool. It's amazing. Storms, but he looked so official in that outfit with the long cuffs, the crisp jacket, the very incarnation of the law. That's my title is incarnation of law. Incarnation of law? Yeah. Because he's supposed to be the incarnation of law, but he's doing stuff that, you know, you would assume is against the law, just killing innocence, right? Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. it. It's great. Lift scrambled to the right, away from the children, deeper into the orphanage's ground floor. She smelled spices in this direction and let her nose guide her into a dark kitchen. Up the wall, she ordered, or up the wall, she ordered Lintwindle, who grew along beside the doorway. Lift snatches a tuber from the counter, then grabbed onto Windle and climbed. She quieted her awesomeness, becoming dark. I love that she quiets her awesomeness mm-hmm. and she, she can, can become like, dim. Yeah, she can dim it. I yeah. love that. It's like so a, she gets... It's like one of those circular knobs in the wall that you're like, okay, time to set <laughs> yeah, the atmosphere. Yeah, you just dim that mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Becoming dark as she reached the place where the wall met the ceiling, clinging to Wendell's vines. Darkness entered below. He looked to the right and the left. He didn't look up. So when he stepped forward, lift dropped behind him. Immediately he spun, whipping that shard blade around with a single-handed grip, and it sheared through the wall of the doorway and passed a finger's width in front of Lift as she threw herself backward. She hit the floor and burst alight with awesomeness, slicking her backside, so she slid across the floor from him, eventually colliding with the wall. She untangled her limbs and started climbing the steps on all fours, You're an insult to the order you would claim, Mm -hmm. Darkness said, striding after her. Sure, probably, Lift called. Storms, I'm an insult to my own self most days. (laughs) Of course you are. That sentence has no meaning. She stuck her tongue out at him. Can you imagine she stuck, stuck her tongue out at him? A totally rational and reasonable way to fight a demigod. He didn't seem to mind, but then he wouldn't. He had a lump of crusty earwax for a heart. So tragic. I love... Crusty earwax for a heart. Yeah, that's so funny. That's so ear gross, ear but so funny. I also yeah. really like that sentence has no meaning. Like, it's... Yeah. It's... It's, it's like the <laughs> it's like the very nail, the herald of justice way of saying, what the fuck are you talking about? What? Yeah. I almost... That made absolutely no, <laughs> no sense. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You are very poor with your sentence formulation, young one. You must learn to express yourself. Herald of grammar. Accurately. Yeah, herald of grammar. That's right. Um, <laughs> the second floor of the orphanage was filled with smaller rooms. So, so she dashed to the left, choking down the uncooked long root. So she grabbed something from that kitchen. Mm-hmm. Some long root, looking for stump. Had darkness gotten to her? Several rooms held bunks for the children, so the stump didn't make them sleep in that one big room. 
They'd probably gathered there because of the storm. Mistress, Windle says, do you have a plan? I can make stormlight, Liv says, puffing and drawing a little awesomeness. Yes, baffling, but true. He can't. And spheres are rare, because nobody expected the storm that came in the middle of the weeping. So, ah, so maybe we can wear him down. Can't fight him, Lyft says. Seems the best alternative. Might have to sneak down and get more food, though. Where was the stump? There's no sign of her hiding in these rooms, but also no sign of her murdered corpse. <laughs> I think that's funny. Like, yeah. she's just so matter-of-fact, like, lo- looking around for her. Well, I don't see her corpse, so... Right. Again. So this is, this is, good, this is good information here that, you know, the, um, the Oath Blade... Or the honor blade that the honor Nail blade, uses yeah. gives him the power mm-hmm. of surges. But yes. Stormlight still needs to be used to execute those surges. Those he surges. can't just do surges unchecked as much as right. he wants, right? It's not like right. unlimited power. It's access right. to power. Um, where right. the nail as bond between, yeah, between Lyft and Windle here is her access to her power. But the interesting part is she's saying that there's not a lot of spheres left because there hasn't been a high storm to replenish spheres. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep saying spears. So any of the ex- episodes that I say spears, <laughs> I understand I'm saying spears. I'm spears trying for to, fears. It's like uh, Britney Spears. <laughs> That's like the, uh, uh, I did Britney it again. Oops. Spears. I did it again, guys. I said spears <laughs> instead of spheres. Um, so, but I, I love this, like, kind of like this quick explanation here, because it makes sense. As long as there's food around for her to eat, she mm-hmm. has Stormlight. He right. has only a very limited amount of Stormlight available to him. So if mm-hmm. she can, like, run him around, make him use his power, and he'll run mm-hmm. out, maybe she can beat him. It's a good yeah. plan. It's a good plan. I like it. And I, I can't help but wonder, though, but... um you know, we, we can't fight him. Seems the best alternative to wear him down. I, I almost think because she ends up having that conversation to wear him down to listen. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, lift ducks back in the hallway. Darkness dominated the other end near the steps. He walks slowly toward her. Shardblade held in a strange reverse grip with the dangerous end pointing out behind him. Mm-hmm. That yeah. seems like a... It, it, it reminds me of uh, of how Jedi have different like styles, uh, positions, and yeah. yeah, styles and stuff like that. Yeah. So I couldn't help but think of that. I think it looks. Um, I think it looks badass because this guy is already super cool and like intimidating, and yeah, um, and we know he's good. Like we know he's really good at uh, using his yeah. shard blade. Like there's no right. You know, we have to assume he's one of the heralds. He's going to be awesome. So just that little added yeah. posture and that little added yeah. like. Yeah, it's really cool. I find it sends a neat, me- it's like a threatening message to anyone that might be coming behind him. Yeah. You know, like, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Lift, Lift quieted her awesomeness and stopped glowing. She needed to run him out and maybe make him think she was running low so that he wouldn't conserve. Right. I'm sorry, I must do this, Darkness says. Once I would have welcomed you as a sister. No, Lift says, you're not really sorry, are you? Can you even feel something like sorrow? He stopped in the hallway. Sphere still gripped before him for light. He actually seemed to be considering her question. So, like, if we're thinking of this final confrontation as a fight, mm. Lyft just struck first. This was the first punch that she threw, right? Yeah. Making him stop in his tracks and consider, you're not really sorry, are you? Can you even feel something like sorrow? 
Yeah. I love this. It's a really good punch. You know what he got her? Do you know what she got him to do there? Was listen. Right. 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 Yeah. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. That's so this it. is the first That's blow the way... in this little combat she's yeah, waging, right? It's the way she defeats him. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's, it's brilliant. I, it's amazing. Okay. Time to move on. She couldn't afford to get cornered. And sometimes that meant charging at the guy with a starving shard blade. <laughs> she sent himself, sorry, she set himself in a swordsman stance as she dashed toward him and then stepped forward to swing. Lift shoved herself to the side and slicked herself, dodging his sword and sliding along the ground to his left. She got past him, but something about it felt too easy. Darkness watched her with careful, discerning eyes. He'd expected to miss her. She was sure of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I like to think about this? Yeah. He later gets her. He pins her, right? Right. Because he, he, he anticipates the maneuver, right? She says that this was really easy to get past him. Mm-hmm. Part of me almost wonders with her question that she asked him and with him admitting, you know, th- like there was a time where I would have considered you a sister. Made him hesitate, maybe? Yeah. Hmm. She gave him a pause. So she, it, she got past him too easily. It's because, as you said, that first blow, mm-hmm. it's almost like it, 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 it has stunned made him, him for slow. a round. Right. Stunned him for a round. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He spun and advanced on her again, stepping quickly this time to prevent her from getting down the steps to the ground floor. This positioned her near the steps going upward. Darkness seemed to want her to go in that direction. So... She was definitely not wanting to go in that direction. Right. She kicks open the door, looking in. Now she finds herself in the stump's bedroom, with a dresser and a bed and bedding on the floor, but no sign of the stump herself. Right. Darkness continued to advance. You are right. It seems I have finally released myself from the last vestiges of guilt. I once felt at doing my duty. Honor has suffused me changed me it has been a long time coming great so you're like some kind of emotion motionless spren now hey windle says that's insulting <laughs> no darkness says unable to hear windle i'm merely a man perfected he waved toward her with his fear men need light child alone we are in darkness our movements random based on subjective, changeable minds, but light is pure and does not change based on our daily whims. To feel guilt at following a code with precision is wasted emotion. And other emotion isn't, in your opinion? There are many useful emotions, which you totally feel all the time. Of course I do. He trails off and again seemed to be considering what she'd said. Yeah, she's challenging him here. Fine. It's fine for you to have put away your guilt of the things you think you must do for your mission. That's fine. Right. But That's what about fine. all the other feelings that you have? Right. Guilt there isn't the only be... feeling that you should feel. You have other feelings too as a person. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I this know. is like the second blow here makes him think. It's second blow to make him think. He, okay. What do you think about what he says <clears throat> with regards to uh, Dalinar and the code? What do you mean? Like, wh- well, wh- when he says to feel guilt at following a code with, pre- with precision is wasted emotion. Can we not hmm. think about Dalinar, about Dalinar and yeah. his, his adherence to the code, the old ways? Mm-hmm. 
He seems to adhere to that pretty hard. He does. Wearing gray, gray uniforms, unpainted. And what this guy's saying is the to way feel they... guilty, following a code with precision is wasted emotion. Right. Just follow the rules, right? I think that Dalinar probably is more understanding. Mm-hmm. He, he, he forces his people to follow the codes, mm-hmm. but probably realizes that they would much rather not in some instances anyways. Right. But he still sees the value in following it. So he, he understands, but he's still willing to put that aside for the greater good, which is always being prepared, making sure your men aren't drunk on like while you're in campaign and all that stuff. Right. So, so I think so that dark, nail doesn't could cons- learn where nail doesn't consider any of that stuff. I think Dalinar no. probably does. I wonder if Dalinar was once a hardened like had a hardened position like this maybe as the blackthorn no he, guilt he no didn't remorse. have codes though he just did what he wanted right he was a warmonger the warlord they well, call I, him i don't i don't, don't know. i don't know much yeah, you i don't, don't know. know well they call him a warmonger and the and the warlord so i mean infer what you can with that limited amount of uh of backstory yeah yeah, exactly. Anyways, I, I was just thinking about Dalinar. Yeah, no, at that that's moment. cool. That's all. I like that. Um, okay. Uh, of course I do. He says, trailing off. He cocks his head. I like that he he's he's hmm. slow moving. He kind of reminds me of like again like like a uh, Darth Vader, Michael Myers yeah. sort of villain. Like he's yeah. slow moving, yeah. and he tilts his head to the side. Like like the, like the head tilt is something that I think in the Friday the 13th movies Jason Voorhees used to do he yeah used to he does a little to, bit it's it's like his weird little headcock thing those guys all have this like inevitability <clears throat> right like they will eventually catch you they don't need to run to catch you and inevitably right. we I you will be caught and Nail right. is like that too mm-hmm. I don't need to hurry you can run around all you want right. I can I fly I'm not even going to use my flight I'm just going to catch you regardless mm-hmm. Okay, Lyft <clears throat> jumps forward, slicking herself again. He was guarding the way down, but she needed to slip past him anyway and head back below. She needed to grab some food, keep him moving up and down until he ran out of power. Darkness dropped his sphere and moved with sudden, unexpected speed, bursting a fire with stormlight. He dropped his shard blade, which puffed away and seized a knife from his belt. As Lyft passed, he slammed it down and caught her clothing. Mm-hmm. So this is a great maneuver on his part. He has her. Yeah, he's caught her. Yeah. His knife bit into the wood and caught her by the tail of her overshirt. And she jerked to a stop. He put his hand to, to the side now, summoning his blade. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love imagining him putting the knife as she goes past down, catches the clothing, and then outstretches his other hand and yeah. summons the blade back. Yeah, oh, yeah. Dude, like, it's so amazing. Yeah. Summoning his blade again as Lyft frantically scrambled to free herself, the knife had sunk in deeply, and he kept one hand on it. He was strong, but Lyft bit his arm to no effect. She struggled to pull off the overshirt. I like how her, like, again, it's lift like the the little mouse that's right. that's trying to get away, right? So what's her instinct? Like like give him a bite. <laughs> yeah, bite <laughs> him. So great. His shard blade appeared and he raised it. Lift floundered, half blinded by her shirt, which 
was pulled halfway up over her head, obscuring most of her view. <clears throat> I have to admit, I thought we were in a hockey fight for a sec when the yeah, shirt was like, me too. Grab that jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Something went smack and darkness grunted. Lift peeked out and saw the stump standing on the steps upward, holding a large length of wood. Darkness shook his head, trying to clear it. And the stump hit him again. Yeah. Leave my kids alone, you monster, she growled at him. Water dripped from her. She'd taken her spheres up to the top of the building to charge them. Of course she had. That's what she mentioned earlier. Right. This is great. Yeah. I have to admit, though, like, <clears throat> for, again, it's just me being silly, but when the stump comes and hits him with the piece of wood, right. I'm thinking, well, hang on. She can't be awesome. She can't be the surge binder. She's using a piece of wood on him. So, right. so there could be someone else who's still the person that they're At trying to find. At this point in reading, you're thinking maybe. Yeah. I was like, cause, cause only because she hit him with wood. Right. If she had used a power of some kind. Right. Then of course I would have been convinced. But, but her power is like latent, him, right? She doesn't know. I know. How to, she doesn't even realize she's really using I it. I know. Yeah. I, I, I know. I just, for some reason, as I was reading it the very first time in mm. that moment, I was like, oh. She's using a, maybe a club, like a piece of wood. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we, maybe that's the final reveal is right. we think it's stump. We think it's stump. We think it's stump. And then something's going to change. Right. Anyways, <laughs> I'm just telling you that's, that's where my mind was, uh, on the, uh, on the club. She raised the length of wood above her head, darkness side and swiped with his blade, cutting her weapon in half. He pulled his dagger from the ground, freeing lift. Yes. She thinks I'm free. Yeah. Then he kicked her, sending her sliding down the hallway on her own slickness, completely out of control. I like this image too. Me too. Like the one time her slickness has, is working against her. Yeah. She goes sliding down the hall. I just, I think it's so visual. It's, yeah. it's amazing. No, Lyft says, withdrawing her slickness. Again, she withdraws her slickness, withdraws her awesomeness to become dim i love that she can yeah manipulate you know, yeah make it intact like she's sliding across the floor no i'm not slick anymore yeah i love that it's just great she might have a few splinters but uh, right <laughs> um <laughs> darkness turned on turned on the stump and grabbed her by the throat then pulled her off the steps and threw her to the ground the old lady cracked as she hit and fell limp and motionless. I was like, I, like that. I thought he killed her this at uh, this moment. When I was reading I it yesterday, so. I was like, oh my God, he just killed her. Cracked. Yeah. Well, because like fell she's limp? a, um, like, like she's a, a teacup that right. just broke on the, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought too. Okay. He stabbed her then, not with his blade, but with his knife. Why? Why not finish her? Because, well, I, I know I exactly, we know exactly why, right? I mean, we know why yeah. because of the, the rest of the book, but he's not finishing her off because he's going to use her as a way for mm -hmm. Lyft to come back. Right. If he kills the stump right here and there, <laughs> Lyft can be like, okay, she's dead. Fuck this. I'm out. And takes off. He wants both of them, right? He wants both of them. Yeah. Um, the other way to look at it, if we want to, which I think is too much, but did he pull a punch? Again, maybe I it's, it's I like, possible. I like what you're saying. Tactically, I like what you're it saying. makes sense for for him to Tactical. not kill her. Yeah, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I I could be convinced in the, to assuming that that he's hesitating. Maybe not, but he mm -hmm. he maybe he is. Maybe he is. Right. I love it. He turned towards Lift, shadowed by the sphere that he dropped, 
more a monster in that moment than the sleepless thing Lyft had seen in the alleyway. Yeah. That's one of my highlights. Yeah. Is that darkness, all that he has done, is more of a monster than what we saw previously in the previous chapter. Yeah. That's saying something. Maybe the chapter title is A Monster. Yeah, maybe it's a monster. More a monster in that moment than the sleepless thing. Still alive, he said to Lyft, but bleeding and unconscious. He kicked the sphere away. She is too new to know how to feed on stormlight in this state. You all have to impale and wait until you are truly dead. This one, though, she can just bleed out. It's happening already. I can heal her, Lyft thought, desperate. And he knew that. He was baiting her. She no longer had time to run out of stormlight. Pointing the shard blade toward Lyft, he was now truly just a silhouette. Darkness. True darkness. That's I don't know what really, to do. That's really, really cool. I scream That's so hell, cool. though, right? Yeah. He just becomes, like... Like he's not even there. He's just like blending in with all the shadows. He's just completely right. dark. Uh, right. Maybe, maybe you're right in that when he went for the old woman, that's like his darkness returning because he's now become true darkness. So right. she's like, I have to, I have to get to him again. Like yeah. I have to. He, he has a very deep understanding of their powers, <clears throat> right? He's like, she is so new to using Stormlight, she doesn't mm -hmm. know how to heal herself nope. with having Stormlight in her body, so she's just going to bleed out. She's going to have to make some death saves right now, and she's probably yep. going to fail. And you, yeah, when I catch likely. you, I have to impale you and make sure you're truly dead, because you could heal yourself. Mm. Right? Like, you having Stormlight in you will automatically heal you because you know how to use your powers. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it shows that he's kind of a step ahead of what we thought. You know, we, mm -hmm. we only just found out it was the stump. He might've known it was the stump for a little bit and even knows how strong she is. He was maybe mm -hmm. letting his skybreaker apprentices do what they wanted to as a test, but he knew where the, 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 the surge binder truly was. I don't know. It's, there seems to be like that nail here has more information or a beat on these two more than we originally thought. Um, right. But yeah, this, this, he was just a, now truly just a silhouette, true darkness, true, true darkness, darkness could be a really Maybe good that's title. the title. Yeah. It's because really great. Do, Cause maybe that's what we get in the end is mm -hmm. the true darkness. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. It's let's his final form. I don't know what to do. Lyft says, say the words. Wendell says, yeah, but I've said them in my heart. But what good would they do? Too few people listen to anything other than their own thoughts. But what good would listening do he her here? All she could hear was the sound of the storm outside, lightning making the stones vibrate. Thunder. A new storm. I can't defeat him. I've got to change him. Listen. Lift scrambled toward darkness, summoning all of her remaining awesomeness. Darkness stepped forward, knife in one hand, shard blade in the other. She got near to him, and again he guarded the steps downward. He obviously expected her either to go that way, or to stop at the stump's unconscious body and try to heal her. Mm -hmm. But Lyft did neither. She slid past them both and turned and scrambled up the steps, 
darkness cursed, swinging for her but missing. Right. She reached the third floor, and he charged after her. You're leaving her to die, he warned, giving chase as Lyft found a smaller set of steps that led upward onto the roof. Hopefully, I had to get him to follow. Dude, this yeah. is intense. It's really great. She, I love it. He's like making a bet that she's going to come and try to save the old woman. Or mm-hmm. at the very least, come and attack me to stop yeah. me from being over top of the old woman so she can save the old woman. And she bypasses both those choices and goes, nope, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to run upstairs. Do you know what? Saving him, I think, is more important. Right. But she needs to lead him away from her. I know. It's, it's great. I, I, I think and also, and just, and the fact that, they, they, that they're on the main floor and they're going to the top, it's to the this roof, kind yeah. of old, it's this like uh, ascendancy sort of thing that, mm-hmm. that you, you, you rise to enlightenment as you go up right. in levels, right? Like uh, up, up, up to the surface. Right. A trapdoor in the ceiling barred her way, but she flung it open and she emerged into damnation itself. Yeah. Well, the, the storm, storm is above. just raging, right? I know. It's, imagine like coming up to the surface and it's just like you just arrived in hell. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it's awesome. Terrible winds broken by that awful red lightning. A horrific tempest of stinging rain. The rooftop was just the flat plain above the city and lift didn't spot the stump sphere cage. The rain was too blinding. The winds were too terrible. And she stepped from the trap door clinging to the rocks. Windle formed handholds for her. I love that he's there, still giving her handholds, right? Like, darkness emerges into the storm, rising from the hole in the cliff top. He saw her and then stepped forward, hefting his shard blade like an axe, and he swung. Lift screamed. She let go of Windle's vines and raised both hands above herself. Windle sighed a long, soft sigh, melting away, transforming into a silvery length of metal. She met Darkness's descending blade with her own weapon, not a sword. Lift didn't know Krem about swords. Her weapon was just a silvery rod. It glowed in the darkness, and it blocked Darkness's blow, though his attack left her arms quivering. Ow, Windle's voice said in her head. (laughs) Rain beat down around them. Crimson lightning blasted down behind darkness, leaving dark after images. You think you can fight me, child? Hold on a second here. Hold oh. on. Let's 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 go back here and talk about this. Take a little that bit. in a bit. So so she yeah so the she rod, um, dude. So she doesn't say the third ideal, but is able to make Windle transform into a shard weapon, a shard rod. Yeah, yeah. And it's because she i think it's because she feels the third ideal so intensely she's Mm -hmm. already accepted it she doesn't need to speak the words out loud as a proclamation she's already accepted it in our in her heart in her heart she's already the person who's listening right right um i love it so much i i think it's great that sometimes things can go unsaid do you know what i mean yeah and absolutely and and it and it speaks to you know it just speaks to like what's in your heart matters most. If you speak it inside, what does it matter that you utter it out loud? Yeah. Like she kind of proves that the utterance is merely a formality. I think. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I could be wrong about that. Yeah, because like she's like, what you know? She I think she said something like, uh, saying the words, saying the words won't make a difference. Almost yeah. like I already feel it. Yeah, you know what, what I mean. If you're a person, what if you're a person that can't speak? Right. Does that mean that you can't be a surge binder? No, absolutely not. I don't think. I think right. this proves exactly that you, you don't have to right. speak the words. You just have to feel the words and have them be part of you. Right. Um, also, just a quick aside here. Um, mm. This scene with the red lightning and damnation itself, you know that mm-hmm. Eddie Munson somewhere is guitar soloing on Master of Puppets somewhere <laughs> yeah. in this yeah, uh, in yeah, Yadah right now. Maybe <laughs> yeah. he's being backed by Thunderhead Eddie. as his background band. Yeah, Thunderhead, Thunderhead. Is, is playing. They're like, we're playing Planet Telix <laughs> off the Benz album next, guys. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. You think you can fight me, child. I, who have lived immortal lives. I, who have slain demigods and survived desolations. I am the herald of justice. And then this is when she says it out loud for the first time. I will listen, lift shouted to those who have been ignored. What? Darkness demanded. I heard what you said, Darkness. You were trying to prevent the desolation. Look behind you. Deny what you're seeing? Lightning broke the air and howls rose in the city. Across the farmlands, the ruby glare revealed a huddled clump of people. The poor parchment who had been evicted. Mm-hmm. The red lightning seemed to linger with them, and their eyes were glowing. No, Nail said. The storms appeared to withdraw briefly. An isolated event. Parchment who had, who had survived with their forms... You failed, Lift shouted. It has come. Nail looked up at the f- at the thunderheads rumbling with power. Red light ceaselessly roiling within. In that moment, it seemed strangely that something within him emerged. It was stupid of her to think that with everything happening, the rain, the winds, the lightning, she could see a difference in his eyes, but she swore that she could. Mm-hmm. He seemed to focus like a person waking from a daze. His sword dropped from his fingers and puffed away into mist. And then he slumped to his knees. Storms, Jezrian, Ishar, it is true. I have failed. And he started weeping. It's a really, really cool moment here where his his eyes like unglaze. Like he mm-hmm. like he's come out of this like He's holy shit! I'm in a cult. It's like that moment where, like, yeah, oh right. fuck, I'm in a cult. Really? <laughs> shit. Damn, damn, dude. I'd like really <laughs> thought that we were gonna be going to the stars and shit. Like, fuck. That's funny. <laughs> he like funny. it's like he has a moment of realization, right? And yeah. it's it's pretty powerful. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love how she she sees it. Like she sees. That something has She's changed in him. Now. Yeah. 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 I it's love that so too. It's so visible. Like there's something so visible about his face or his posture that she's like, wow, he, I did it. I did change him. I love this next line. Um, that's, that uh, says lift lowered her rod. She lowers her rod because she feels that he's no longer a, a threat, threat to me. Right yeah. Now. Right. I've just, I've basically, I've just disarmed him. Mm -hmm. I've taken his weapon away. I failed weeks ago, Nail said. I knew it then. Oh God, the Almighty, it has returned. I'm sorry, Lips says. 
He looked to her, face lit red by the continuous lightning, tears mixing with the rain. You actually are, he said, then felt at his face. I wasn't always like this. I am getting worse, aren't I? It's true. There's a moment, one of the very first moments we meet Nail. He's in the palace in Alethkar, and Yasna's walking down the hallway. This is on the night that Zeth kills Gavilar. And she hears right. one of the two men, because there's, mm-hmm. you know, Nail, and then there's this other man we don't know, the Alethi-looking man. And right. Nail says to him, am I getting worse? I think I'm getting worse. And I feel like this line here is a callback to that. I right. wasn't always like this. I am. And am is in italics, almost right. answering that I question he asked worse. six yeah. years ago. I am right. getting worse. It's such a really, right. it's such a small little moment in this, in this novella that really struck out at me when I read it. I was like, oh my God, that's right. He does ask him, am I getting worse? Mm. I feel like I'm getting worse. You know what's sad is that everyone around him then also was not listening to him. Right. Right. That's a, right. What a good point. That is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's really cool. I am getting worse, aren't I? It's true. I don't know, Lyft says. And then by instinct, she did something she would never have thought possible. She hugged darkness. He clung to her, this monster, this callous thing that had once been a herald. He clung to her and wept in the storm. Then with a crash of thunder, he pushed away from her. He stumbled on the slick rock, blown by the winds, and then started to glow. He shot into the dark sky and vanished. Lift heaved herself to her feet and rushed down to heal the stump. Mm-hmm. Dude. <laughs> like, it's a powerful image wow. of a full-grown man who's, you know, a demigod almost, weeping and being held by a child who understands. Yeah. It's yeah. powerful shit, dude. It's really powerful. It, it, it really like all of the, you know, the earwax jokes and the, the grand in indecision, yeah, and all the, like all the, all, all the, all the wonderful yeah. things and the pancakes and your the pancakefulness, and, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, your avoid bringer window, all this stuff. It just kind of melts away in this little scene, this last little scene. Mm-hmm. And you really get to focus on what's most important about lift and it's how she can affect those around her. Yeah. Simply by listening. Yeah. It's, um. It's not the upgrade in power I thought we were going to see, but what a powerful sentiment and it ends up working, right? Like it's so cool. I loved, I loved, I loved being subverted this time for sure. This, this little radiant, this little mouse brought darkness to his knees. It's great. Yeah. It's a really great chapter. I love it. The highlight is, I don't know, the entire chapter. Like Uh, my, my highlight is the hug. The hug. Yeah, of it's course. So of course awesome. the hug. Yeah. Like, oh of, man, it's so yeah. great. I just, you know. The the hug and and then uh I think, you know, him giving her I think her disarming him by listening. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. 
<clears throat> what a great chapter. But uh, so Thunderheads for the win, or are we going to stick to um, Thunderheads for the true, win? True, I think true, true Darkness. True Darkness I, is I, really, really good. I, I, I'm, I'm willing to I'm willing to say True Darkness is the is the winner of the title because we want to use <laughs> Thunderhead for our own tribute, like our, our own, own band, metal yeah. band. Yeah. So. <laughs> You know what? Let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor. In an age of storms and war, the Knights Radiant must stand again to protect, to seek justice, to speak the truth, to unite, and to always take the next step. Introducing the unforgettable characters of the Stormlight Archive as you've never seen them before. Premium miniatures and painted figurines. All crafted by top sculptors in collaboration with Brandon Sanderson. The time has come to speak again the ancient oaths. Life before death, strength before weakness, journey before destination. The Stormlight Archive Premium Miniatures. Now on Kickstarter. Oh man, it's this clip gives me goosebumps every time I hear it. Um, <laughs> dude, there are so many minis that I want you to see, but I just can't let you. There's so many spoilers. <laughs> yeah, but is there a miniature alcove? That's that's the that's the question. <laughs> god, I hope not. Oh my god. I would I wouldn't want to be the person that would have to paint that. Um but there are a lot of amazing characters and there's actually some that haven't been announced yet. They're like slowly Ooh. rolling it out. There's stretch goals and all kinds of really fun surprises coming up. So, um man, I can't wait to see that stuff. Um, so if you want to see it too, and you want to be able to be involved in this campaign, head over to the Kickstarter homepage. You can actually find the URL in the show notes. You just got to go there. And make sure that you sign up before the campaign ends on October the 13th. And please do us a big favor and mention the storm pod sent you in the comment section of the Kickstarter, which will help us out tremendously. I'm going to like play them. I'm going to do like, uh, oh, Shalon, I think I secretly love you. No, Kaladin, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm in love with Adeline. You know what I mean? Like I could totally see myself doing that. I think we all know the figure that I want. <laughs> yeah. You, you want to look deeply yeah. into the eyes of Yasna. Come on. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to hide it for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. This is it. Chapter 20. Last the chapter. The last chapter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is the last chapter of something that we're covering, that we're reading together for the first time before we jump back into Oathbringer. Oathbringer, yeah, which I've read several times. So um, yeah. it has been it has been a delight, bro. It's been really yeah. fun. Um, cool. I can't wait till we get caught up and books, I know. new books start coming out and we're covering, imagine a brand new Sanderson book comes out and it takes yeah. me a year to read it. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. I'm going to be torturing oh, myself. Yeah. We'll both be in damnation. Well, you know what? On that note, perhaps you and I will never truly quite be on the same page. Like you may be compelled to read, read it book first, five, and then... let's say. And, and even though you'll be ahead of me, you'll only just be ahead. But I don't know. I, th that's you know, definitely like, something to discuss for another be. time. But I, I, yeah. I, I really like 
covering it with you without yeah. knowing. And do it slow. Yeah. yeah. I like it. And um, yeah. It'd be so, cool, dude. We'll see. I, I, either way we go. Like yeah. if, if, if you can, if you can slow down with me and do it, great. Mm-hmm. But if, if you also uh, need to plow ahead and just get it. Under I'd be your belt, interested to I, know I how it. many, uh, how many l- listeners would be willing to go that route as well. Like once we catch up oh, and there, it's there and, and do to it read a book us? over the oh, course wow. of eight months or whatever it is it takes us to read a book. <laughs> like, I don't <laughs> right. know if people would be willing to do that. Like, I don't yeah, think anybody don't would be willing to do that. Maybe Pappy, no. He'd be, probably be the only maybe, one. Maybe. Yeah. Well, for those that might, that might be willing to do that, uh, it would certainly be a journey we can take together. So yeah, for now, the last chapter where we were the both last first chapter. readers. Uh, but uh, okay, we will, you're... this kind of connection will come back with Don Shard. So we don't have very much long to, uh, to, to wait for right. another uh, example. So. Okay, so you don't have to be a sword, Lyft says. She sat on the stump's dresser because the woman didn't have a proper desk. A sword is traditional, Wendell says, but you don't have to be one. Obviously not, he said, sounding offended. I must be metal. There is a connection between our power when condensed and metal. That said, I've heard stories of Spren becoming bows. I don't know how they'd make the string. Perhaps the Radiant carried their own string. Okay, this is really awesome. Really awesome. I don't know who it's going to be. I hope uh, I hope we get to see this. Like, like a, a, bow a shard beca- bow? Yeah. Dude, yeah. I, I like envision a, the shard bow to be stringless. That's what I would envision as well. But but who knows? It's almost like the the D and D cartoon, right? Like where it's just yeah. like energy the energy bow. Yeah, the energy bow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay. Lift nods, but she was barely listening. Who cared about bows and swords and stuff? This opened all kinds of more interesting possibilities. I do wonder what I'd look like as a sword. Like this, almost like it's like Wendell trying on an outfit. Right. He's like cosplaying like, as wonder, a sword. Yeah. I wonder what I would look like as a sword or, or a Dirk, perhaps. I wonder if I could pull off uh, a Kaladin <laughs> cosplay. Probably not. But uh, I, I would yeah. love to be a regal sword. I would just don't use me to hit anything. Right. <laughs> you went around all day yesterday complaining about me hitting someone with you. I don't want to be a sword that one swings, obviously, but there is something stately about a shard blade, something to be displayed. I would make a fine one, I should think. Very regal. So he wants to be like a fancy sword at your side that is just used in like ceremonies or right, something. Right, or like, like that's that. like hanging over your, your hearth at home, you know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah he, <laughs> he wants to be over the fire. That's right. A knock came at the door downstairs and lift perked up. She heard the stump talking to someone who had a soft voice. The door closed shortly thereafter, and stump climbed the steps. Lift's stomach was growling, and she stood up on the dresser. Now those are your pancakes, right? The stump looked as wizened as ever, stopped in place. What does it matter? It matters a ton, Lift said. Those aren't for the kids. You was going to eat those yourself, right? A dozen pancakes? Yes. Sure, the stump said, rolling her eyes. We'll pretend that I was going to eat them all by myself. She dropped them onto the dresser table, Lift, who started stuffing her face. Because it always tastes better if you're stealing it off someone. Right. Right. So she's a- that's why she's asking. Right. And I, lo- I love that the stump <laughs> at the end here of the book is giving her like a full stack. Right. Right. Um, who's at the door, Lift asked. A mother, come to insist, ashamed, that she wanted her child back. 
No kidding, Liv says. Around bites of pancake, Mick's mom actually came back to him. Obviously, she knew her son had been faking his illness. It was part of a scam to... The stump trails off. Huh, Liv thought. The mom couldn't have known that Mick had been healed. It had only happened yesterday, and the city was a mess following the storm. Fortunately, it was as bad here as it could have been. Storms blowing one way or the other. In Yadaw, it didn't matter. She was starving for information about the rest of the Empire, though. She seemed... So it seemed everything had gone wrong again, just in a new way this time. Do you think that that Lyft knew that Mick's mom was coming back? No. Because she, um, said, because she said Mick's mom, like she instinctively knew the name of the she's, Yeah, she, she, I, I mean, I don't think she knew, but she has to right. guess it's Mick's mom because she, she was right. It was and then right. she says, still, it was nice to hear a little good news. Mick's mom actually came back. Guess it right. does happen once in a while. At first right. I thought there was something either nefarious or magical or something going on here, but then I realized that Mick got healed by by um, the stump, right? Without mm-hmm. the stump really reala- realizing what she was doing. Really she it, thinks yeah. people pretend to be ill, come in right. and then miraculously get better because they've been they faking heal. this whole time and been just trying to, you know, milk her for right. food and, and lodging. But Mick's mom came back not knowing that Mick was going to be better. She right. came back she, because she felt guilty and didn't and regretted dropping her son off, expecting right. him to still be drooling, still being a, you know, uh, quotations yeah. here, idiot, because that's what it said in the book. Yeah. But like she was fully expecting her son to be the same son she had dropped off. Right. And now she's getting one who was healed from his injuries. You, you know what? The, you know what the mom realized? They're all broken. Right. Yeah. We're all a she, little broken. She, she came back. Yeah. She came back for her broken son. Yeah, and that's really, really sweet. so touching. I don't think I really, truthfully, Jack, I don't think I really understood it until we just read it just now. Like, even Mm -hmm. when I read it earlier, and I have some notes, I'm looking at my notes here, and and I was like, something's off, something's wrong, uh, and now that we've just read it together, it really hits Mm -hmm. home for me, and I really love this. I, It's so good, It's really cool. So powerful. She she, comes back for her broken little boy. Yeah, she came for her son, even not realizing he was going to be okay. Okay, that's yeah. right. And then that's why Liv says, guess it does happen once in a while. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he keeps saying, my mom will come back for me. My mom will come back for me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And she's like, poor kid. <laughs> he doesn't realize, yeah, like, you know, no you one don't comes realize back. realize that this is, yeah. that's right. No one's coming back. Yeah. I've been healing the children, the, the stump says. Um, yeah, Liv said, around a bite of pancakes, you should. You should have a weird little thing hanging around you. Not me. Something weirder, like a vine? A spren, the stump said? Not like a vine. Like, like light reflected on a wall from a mirror. Lift glanced at Wendell, who clung to the wall. He nodded his face. Sure, that'll do. Congrats. You're a starving night radiant, stump. You've been feasting on spheres and healing kids. Probably makes up for some, for treating some of them like old laundry, eh? (laughs) The stump regarded Lift, who continued to munch on the pancakes. Yeah. I would have thought the stump said that Knight's Radiant would be more majestic. Lift scrunched up her face at the woman, then thrust her hand to the side and summoned Windle in the shape of a large, shimmering, silvery fork. A shard <laughs> fork. <laughs> she stabbed him into the pancakes, and unfortunately he went all the way through them, through the plate, and poked holes into the dresser. But still, she managed to pry up some of the pancakes. Yeah. 
Lyft took a big bite out of it. Majestic as Damnation's own gonads, she proclaimed, then wagged Windle at the stump. That's saying it fancy style, so my fork don't complain that I've been... That I'm that I'm being crass. Okay, so a couple things here. It's awesome that uh, the stump spren is not a cultivation spren, right? Yes, it's a that's light right. reflected on the wall from like a mirror, which we've all seen, right. which is an awesome like description. Mm-hmm. So that's what her spren looks like. So she is right. not an edge dancer. She is the other no night radiant order that has healing regrowth Mm -hmm. in her repertoire but also has another power that she hasn't shown yet right we don't know what that combination is is. Mm -hmm. yeah so we don't know what it is um really really awesome shard fork dude shard fork is the best shard rod shard fork yeah come on dude like She's going to be able to make a spork out of it, a spoon, a a knife, all the utensils, (laughs) a ladle, shard ladle, a shard ladle. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. I, does this mean that, um, the spren can be wielded, that they can all do this? Like we've seen, we've seen, um, uh, sill become many different things. Yeah. A halberd, uh, um, a hammer, right. an axe, a knife, a sword, a spear, right. um, mm-hmm. pattern was able to shrink down to a small hand knife size so that right. Sh- uh, Shalon could cut that hole in the wall, yep. uh, mm-hmm. when they were in the chasm and now s- lift, uh, uh, can make windle into a rod because she doesn't think mm-hmm. too much about swords and a fork. So it's it really is amazing, up to the wielder, it? to the surge binder. Right. And also, obviously, the spren as well, because if the spren doesn't want to be something, I'm sure the spren can not be something, but um, this bond allows them to turn into whatever. It's awesome. I love it. She took a big bite out of it. Majestic as Damnation's own gonads. That's saying it fancy style, so my fork don't complain that I'm being crass. <laughs> The stump seemed to have trouble coming up with a response to that, other than to stare at Lyft with her jaw slack. Then there was someone pounding on the door down below. Lyft dismissed Windle. Eating with your hands was way easier than eating with a fork, even a very nice fork. A short time later, Genna, the scribe from the Grand Indifference, stepped in. And the stump was practically bowing to the woman. Mm-hmm. Lyft judged that maybe Genna was more important than she'd assumed. Bet she didn't have a magic fork, though. (laughs) Normally, the scribe said, I don't frequent such domiciles as this. People usually come to me. I can tell, Lyft says. You obviously don't walk about very much. (laughs) These little little jabs at her, I don't... (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, the scribe sniffed at that, laying a satchel down on the bed. Her imperial majesty... Or, sorry, here. His imperial majesty has been somewhat cross with us for cutting off the communication before, but he is understanding, as he must be, considering recent events. How's the Empire doing? Lift said, chewing on a pancake. Surviving, the scribe said, but in chaos. Smaller villages were hit the worst, but although the storm was longer than a high storm, its winds were not as bad. The worst was the lightning, which struck many who were unlucky enough to be out traveling. Mm-hmm. Hmm, I wonder if that includes the parchment that were evicted. Probably. Well, we saw them turning into Voidbringers on the yeah. roof when Nail was out there, right? We saw them, their eyes start glowing and they were changing. So 
remember we talked about how we hadn't really seen what the Everstorm was going to do? We actually should have talked mm. about that earlier. Let's just quickly switch back here. To where the, um, yeah. the parchment were referenced? You're leaving her to die. Oh, there we go. No nail. The storm appeared to withdraw. An isolated event. Parchment who had, who had survived in their forms. All the right. poor parchment who had been evicted. Lightning broke the air and howls rose in the city. Across the farmlands, the ruby glare revealed a huddled clump of people. A sorry, sad group. The parchment who'd been evicted. The red lightning seemed to linger with them and their eyes were glowing. Yeah. That's the evidence that we have. There. Right. It's on the second last page of the uh, chapter 19. And you say with confidence that, that that's the Voidbringers. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Ago, you were... Those are the, those are the, um, Parshman, right? Right. I'm just not convinced that that's the Voidbringers yet. Like I'm convinced that it's a transformation. I'm convinced that it's not good. I'm convinced that the Parshman are accepting a song or a version of themselves that with a sober mind they wouldn't elect. Right. And we know that um from Eshenai's experience that she lost control of all the things that she would have normally done. Right. And something right. new t kind of took over. So took over. Um right. Now is that a void bringer? Okay. Yeah, maybe. Right. Or of course that could you know, it could be something else yet again. Right. Right. Like no, the, you're like you're, the, you're right. You're right. It's not complete confirmation, but there is there is something a brewing, and these these parchment are changing. Right. And so then, if we go back to the part where we just were, mm -hmm. surviving the scribe, but in chaos, smaller villages were hit the worst. Um, the winds were bad. The worst was the lightning, which struck many who were unlucky enough to be out traveling. And I was wondering if that meant mm -hmm. the the the, par the parchment that were huddled and evicted. Right. Well, we saw some of those huddled and eviction <laughs> ones, like we just read. Um, mm -hmm. But think of all the different parchment who have been hit by this storm. We've just seen. We just reread. Right. That's what happens to them. Red lightning. Yeah. It sticks yeah. to them. Their eyes. Their glow. eyes glow, yeah. and something is happening to them. We don't know, know fully what yet. Um, but right. imagine all the parchment that the storm comes in contact with. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not denying that it's, that it's bad. It's bad mm -hmm. because they were, they were still a formidable enemy on the Shattered Plains in this form. Right. Adolin and the other high princes were able to defeat them. Right. But with great difficulty. Right. They, they lost some of their own that day. Right. Some mm -hmm. of their, for uh, sure, the for high sure. Prince Royon died and. Yeah. Um, okay. So tell him. Sorry, she unpacked her tools. This is uh, going back to the scribe. Mm -hmm. And a span read, a span read board, a paper and pen. His Imperial Majesty was very pleased that you contacted me. And he has already sent a message asking for the details of your health. Tell him I ain't eaten nearly enough pancakes, Lyft says. And I got this strange wart on my toe that keeps growing back when I cut it off. I think because I heal myself with my awesomeness, which is starving inconvenient. That's hilarious. Okay, ew. She's cutting off her own warts. Yeah. Okay. And then it's growing yeah. back because she's healing herself. <laughs> I know. That's the deal. Yeah. Because she's meant to, she's meant to have it. That's why. It, may, it makes me think of like vampires <laughs> who like are turned into vampires and they got really long hair and then like cut their hair and their hair grows back. Yeah. And you're like, fuck. It grows back. I can never get yeah. a haircut. Like, <laughs> like, gosh, I love that in Interview with the Vampire. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. I she her performance in that Kirsten Dunst was amazing. Yeah, we're gonna get a new performance of that same character soon because um, uh, AMC is coming out with is doing interview the vampire interview? TV show. Yeah. Oh, it actually looks pretty very good. Cool. Yeah. All right. I'll have to give it a, give it a check. Um, the scribe looked at her, then sighed and read the message that Gox had sent her. Mm-hmm. The empire would survive, it said, but would take long to recover. And then there was the issue with the parchment, which could prove an even greater danger. He didn't want to share state secrets over the span read. Mostly he wanted to know if she was all right. So and she kind of was. So it sounds like they have some information about the parchment that they don't want to state state over. Yeah. So there's something. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be interesting to find out. The scribe took to writing what Lyft had told her, which would be enough to tell Gox that she was swell or that she was well. Also Lyft added to the woman, I found another radiant, only she's real old and kind of looks like an underfed crab with no shell. Right. She said it. She says it right in front of the stump. Right in front of her. Yeah. Yeah. And she's She's like, she looked to the stump and shrugged in half an apology. Surely she knew she had mirrors. Yeah. Like she had mirrors. Right. Of course, I'm not saying anything untrue here. Surely she knows that's what she looks like. She's got mirrors. Right. You're self aware, right? Like you looked at. Have you looked at yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna try to work that into the intro joke, but I'm like, no, there's just that's too subtle. You can't like you can't work that in somehow. Like surely Jack's got mirrors. Like there's no way I could have done that. Yeah. (laughs) But she's actually kind of nice and takes care of kids, so we should recruit her or something. If we fight Voidbringers, we can stare at them in a real mean way. They'll break down and tell her about that time when they all ate the cookies and blamed it on who is he, the girl. That the girl what that can talk right? Sorry, the girl what can't talk right? Who is he? Snored anyway. She deserved it. Hilarious. This who is he character <laughs> right. that she brings Just up? Just a random oh little girl that's snoring right now. Yeah, yeah. Picking on her. The scribe rolled her eyes but wrote it. Lift nodded, finishing off the last pancake. A type with a real thick, almost mealy texture. Okay, she proclaimed, standing up. That's nine. What's the last one? I'm ready. The last one, the stump asked. Ten types of pancakes. It's why I came to this starving city. I've had nine now. Where's the last one? Well, the tenth is dedicated to Tashi, the scribe said. It's more of a thought than a real entity. We bake nine, and we leave the last in memory of him. Wait, so there's only nine? Yes. You all lied to me? Not in so much damnation, Wendell. Where'd that skybreaker go? He's got to hear about this. He let you go for that whole money laundering thing on my insistence, but when he hears you've been lying about pancakes, I might not be able to hold him back. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> my God. How petty is Lift. that? She's willing to sick the herald. She wants to sick the herald of justice on them on, for yeah. misrepresenting for how many pancakes there really are yeah. in the pancake festival. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lift shook her head and then hopped off oh. the dresser. Excuse me, she said. I gotta find the radiant refreshment room. That's a fancy way of saying down the stairs. The stump sets on the left, same as it was this morning. Lift left them skipping down the stairs. Then she winked at one of the orphans watching in the main room before slipping out the front door. Refuse, broken boards, fallen branches, discarded cloths littering the ground. But the city had survived, and people were already at work cleaning it up. 
They'd lived their entire lives in the shadow of high storms. They had adapted and would continue to adapt. Lyft smiled and started off along the street. We're leaving then? Wendell asked. Yep. Just like that. No farewells. Nope. That's my, um, this, that's my ti- uh, chapter title. No farewells. No farewells. Yeah. That's good. This is how it's going to be, isn't it? We'll wander into the city, but before there's time to put down roots, we'll be off again. Sure, Lyft says. <laughs> Though this time I thought we might wander back to Azimir and the palace. So I... You know what I, you, go you ahead. Know what I just thought? Yeah, go ahead. I just thought it is so interesting that Wendell is connected to her and not the cobbler. Right. Because he's a gardener at heart and she's denying him roots. Right. That's funny. It's really, that's really very insightful. And, and, and it's, it, I don't know if it's because it's important to transplant and bring Wendell, you know, here and there, if yeah. that's part of what, what Wendell needs. Maybe. Um, it's, it's, but it's interesting that it's denying what he loves most. He claims to be a gardener. Right. And wants to stay and put. He, and Right. He wants to be and a sword can, on top of a, a mantle. Yeah. To be he admired. He wants to stay put. Yeah. He wants yeah. to stay put. Yeah. It's funny. But I, maybe growth for him, growth for him is not staying in one, right. in one spot. Maybe we'll see Wendell really grow in a different way. And, and enjoy himself during these journeys. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It's funny, anyway. you, this chapter, you know, when she, uh, this, this paragraph, when he says, mm-hmm. this is how it's going to be, isn't it? We'll wander yeah. into a city, but before there's yeah. time to put down roots, we'll be off again. It mm-hmm. made me think of... The Littlest Hobo? This is exactly, exactly <laughs> it. It's only the a local hobo. Canadian reference people can understand of a certain age. And I'm on the road is where yeah. I'll always be. Like that whole littlest hobo, the dog comes (laughs) into your town, helps save someone, and then before anybody can claim the dog as their own and like, you know, he can put down roots, he's off again, taking that train to the next city. Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down. Until tomorrow, I'll I'll just keep moving on. on. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly that, dude. Until tomorrow, the whole world is my home. That's right, buddy. It's the littlest hobo. That's it, dude. It's the littlest hobo. So now you know, of course, our spread heads out there are going to be uh, looking up the littlest hobo i hope so i hope so i hope so too at the very because... least just the theme song guys just like google <laughs> like youtube the littlest hobo theme song for us please just so you can right. understand what we're, what we're talking i'm so happy that you brought it up too it's because so great. no uh, i'm glad that i was you thinking knew what i was thing. gonna say yeah so this is how it's going to be we're just going to keep wandering and not connect to any of these people that we have these adventures with yeah pretty much yeah, that's how it's going to be and i can picture lift like humming it yeah. i'll learn to settle down <laughs> one day i'll learn the song but not today because i don't want to learn, yeah. learn the lyrics <laughs> she, she'll just learn it the wrong way and right. do her own thing which is great um Sherlip says, though this time I thought we might wander back to Azimir in the palace. Windle was so stunned, he let her pass him by. And then he zipped up to her and said, really? Oh, mistress, really? I figure, she said, that nobody knows what they're doing in life, right? So Gox and the Dusty Viziers, they need me. She tapped her head. I got it figured out. You've got what figured out? Nothing at all, Lyft said, with the utmost confidence. I like that. I love that. Yeah. I think that's great. Like she's with utmost confidence. She knows nothing at all. She's got nothing figured out. Mm -hmm. That's great. Mm -hmm. But I will listen to those who are ignored. She thought even people like darkness whom I'd rather 
never have heard. Maybe that will help. They wound through the city, up the ramp, passing the guard captain. Oh, so we do get a little yeah. last little scene Halka. with Hauka yes. here. Yeah, yeah. I love that he, uh, that she chooses this exit to leave by because mm-hmm. we get Hauka again, right? She saw Lyft and nearly jumped out of her own boots in surprise. Lyft smiled and dug a pancake out of her pocket. This woman had been visited by darkness because of her. That sort of thing earned you a debt. So she tossed the woman the pancake, which was really more of a pan ball at this point, and then used the stormlight she'd gotten from the one she'd eaten to start healing the wounds of the refugees. She the, literally would is going down the line of the people who are... You know, at the beginning of this book, they were all these refugees that were coming into the city because of the right. war between these two nations that were close by. And mm-hmm. now a whole new group of refugees are coming in because of the storm, right? And mm-hmm. she's going... She went in not giving a fuck, right? Right. She went through, screwed that guy's rice, went through trying to eat people's food and tried to sneak in. And on her way right. out, she's using her precious stormlight to mm-hmm. heal people on the way out. So she's yeah. come out of this city better than when she came in, which is awesome. I think so. The guard captain watched in silence, holding her pancake as Lyft moved along the line, breathing out stormlight on everyone, like she was trying to prove her breath didn't stink none. It was starving hard work, but that was what pancakes was for, making kids feel better. Once she was done and out of stormlight, she tiredly waved and strode out, um, strode onto the plane outside the city. That was very benevolent of you, Wendell says. Lift shrugged. Didn't seem like it had made much of a difference, just a few people. Mm-hmm. But they were the type that were forgotten and ignored by most. A better knight than me might might stay, Lyft says. Heal everyone. A big project, perhaps too big, says Wendell. And too small all the same, Lyft said, shoving her hands in her pockets. She couldn't really explain it, but she knew that something larger was coming, and she needed to get to his ear. Mm -hmm. Wendell cleared his throat. Lyft braced herself to hear him complain about something like the silliness of walking all the way here from Azimir, only to walk right back two days later. I was a real, I was a very regal fork, wouldn't you say, he asked instead. Lyft glanced at him, then grinned and cocked her head. You know, Wendell, it's strange, but I'm starting to think you might not be a Voidbringer after all. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah, it's awesome. It's just a perfect ending. Yeah. It's so, perfect. So she's starting, remember I thought that, remember I said to you in the, the, the live read chapter in chapter 18, that yeah. I really thought she was going to say, mm. oh, you're not, I, I've, I've been listening Yeah. and you're not a void bringer because he's been you're saying it to her bringer. the whole time. Yeah. Right. So this mm-hmm. whole listening thing. And I like that, the, that it ends on that note that, you know what, you might be right. Uh, you might not be a void bringer after all. The last person she listens to finally is yeah. what Wendell's been telling her. I'm not a void bringer. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's, it's really, really cool. It's so good, dude. Like it's amazing. So I loved, I loved this book. Loved so I, I, what's your highlight here <clears throat> in this little chapter? Probably the ending where, where she listens to Wendell. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You know, like, like, how great is that? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's great that she healed everybody in line. I kind of wanted more from Hauka, and I loved our little little theory about Hauka. Me I too. Loved it. Me too. I I have a little in the info dump. I have a little something that we we're going to talk about about Hauka. So okay, yeah. because I I really thought that Hauka would have been an excellent um choice to make the surge binder. Mm-hmm. Like, in some ways, 
maybe more interesting than Stump, although right. I did like the healing of the children and the the um I, I guess you would call it the the confusion with what's going on mm-hmm. with regards to the healing. So that made it kind of more interesting and complex. But um anyways, I just delighted in our Hauka theory. Yeah. And I, Kind of like my Amram theories and all yeah. my other stupid theories. For sure, so for I, sure. I just my, um, collect them. And my <laughs> highlight is the uh, when she s- writes to the Emperor of Azir. Yeah, she kind of looks like an underfed crab without no shell. Yeah, um, yeah. and then she's well, <laughs> like mirrors? surely she knew she's got mirrors. I love that. She's That's so mirrors, funny. Right? That is so hilarious, dude. Yeah, I think I'm gonna change my title though. I said earlier, just like a little bit ago here, for that this last no one? farewells was the title, but I think I think I no might farewells, have found the yeah. perfect one. I oh, think really? It's, Better than yeah, that? Yeah, I think so. It's this moment here where um, she's like, "But they were, um, you know, lift shrug. It didn't seem like it had made much difference. Just a few people, after all. Just a few people. Um, mm-hmm. But they were a type." that were forgotten and ignored by most. And then she says a better night than me might, might stay and heal everyone. And we just said she went, she went into Yada being mm-hmm. selfish and came out a better night. A better night. Oh, that's a good title. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So she's saying a better night would stay and heal, but she right. actually herself is a better night. Yeah, she's better. Yeah, yeah. dude, that's good. Mm-hmm. A better night. Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's it's perfect. good, right? I think it is. But but the other title, oh, no farewell. Too. Yeah, it's really no, good. Yeah, no yeah. farewells. Yeah, but I think yeah, a, a better night. I, I think, don't know. I think that, that's right. That might I, be I, the win. Makes it feels feels right. Yeah, um, it feels right. Yeah. So wow, what a great book. Um, let's quickly do an info dump here, and then we can kind of just talk. Like, just do a little novella wrap-up. We don't have to do a whole episode on that. Just let's, you know, quickly talk about how we feel about this book. And so the first thing I want to talk about in the info dump is um, there wasn't much going on here, but um, a couple of things that I I took note of. Um, uh, He he says that there is a connection. A window says there's a connection between our power condensed and metal. That's really interesting. Um, Yeah. I don't know if I have any answers to that, Um, but... It's it's an interesting thing to think of and how um, metal is important to um, the the bond and or the makeup of um, Spren using their power in this kind of way. It's it's very cool. The only thing that I can think of potentially is that metal. I guess it depends on what they mean by it. If it if it's just like it can it conducts potentially. But if, if, the, if, if he means, uh, like metal found in rock, right. As like veins that occur naturally as part of a, you know, I don't know, ge- geo event, <laughs> like then maybe it means that if, if he means metal that is forged, mm-hmm. melted, you know, used, then that takes effort. It right. takes it takes skill and it takes some work to do that. Maybe that's the essence of the connection to the powers is the, um, the effort it like, takes to, yeah, to transform like, into something right. important, useful. Like, like, like metal just doesn't like, you can't just pull a sword out of the mountain. Right. You have to forge it. You have to right. make it into something you have to. And maybe that, that is why, 
it takes till the third ideal for you to get there because it takes effort to get the 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 metal to, yeah. uh, to, to, to the spread to be metal. Maybe yeah, that's a nice little uh, uh, description or a comparison. Yeah, maybe it's like it, it it's it's like you're forging you're you're forging your your ideals together in order mm-hmm. to become to become radiant. Yeah, I like uh, that I a lot. That, that that's a good enough explanation of, uh, as any. <laughs> I think that's that's nice. Um. So the other thing I have here is literally just in this episode, we talked about, um, uh, darkness and having said, um, am I getting, am I getting worse? And I said that, oh, it was really awesome that, um, he said that earlier in the book before I believe actually, um, I I looked it up and it sounds like it wasn't him that asked the question about himself. But right. he was being asked the question of the Alethi man, who we don't know the identity yet. Um, right. So this Alethi man, they were ask, they were discussing another Radiant. And they said, um, she's getting worse. She's getting worse. She's getting worse. And then asked if he himself was getting worse, because he feels like he's getting worse. Um, right. So this, so it. It still is pertinent because he now nail admits I I am getting worse, right? And I wasn't like this before. I am getting worse, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. the first uh, you know um, thoughts of it that we have are in that interaction between Nail and this other Herald in those halls um, of Colinar. So it do, it is still pertinent. It's just not an exact link to him having said, "Am I getting worse?" and him admitting here, "I am getting worse." But I am getting worse. But it does collate if they think that this female uh, Herald is getting worse. They're asking the question. I think she's getting worse. Am I getting worse? And the nail, a third person is saying, I am getting worse. So there's something going on with the heralds. With the heralds. Yeah. yeah. So either they're losing their sanity, their grip on reality, their, their, their power, something's happening to them. They seem to be thinking they're getting worse somehow. So that's an interesting thought to keep in our minds going forward for, for the next books. Mm. Um, <clears throat> So that's the end of the official info dump, but I do have another little segment here. I want to go with you through the book a little bit that we just read. Mm-hmm. And, uh, here's some like kind of lingering questions. I think that we should be asking ourselves. Okay. okay. Um, is Hauka actually using stormlight? I think it's actually potentially <laughs> still possible. And here, let me, let me frame it this way. Um, okay. it seemed to us that Sanderson might've been using her as a red herring. Right. Um, yes. You pointed out that her spheres had gone done. Her, her right. coworker was getting her infused spheres, and yep. that could have been a clue as to who the other surge binder was. Right. Just because Nail knew that Lift was in town and there was another surge binder in town doesn't right. mean that there were only two surge binders in Yada at this time. That's right. Right. So there That's could true. have been 65 surge binders, but the other 63 were just hidden. Now it's obviously a crazy number, but at the very least <laughs> we can hope that maybe as a fanfic yeah. or maybe like a, maybe this is a word of Brandon, maybe we get to ask him, was Hauka an actual surge binder? Because I'd like to believe right. that she was. I know. I like to believe it too. And I like to keep some of these wild theories alive. Hint, hint. Oh, 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, okay, so the next little uh, I love um, it. I think I think that's great. I think so too. I think it's awesome. So the other mm-hmm. um, lingering question we have here to think mm-hmm. about going into these next books is. What's up with the weird after image that Zeth leaves behind as he walks? Yeah. Well, Zeth, there's a lot of, there's a lot of Mm -hmm. madness going on there. I I don't, I I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it makes almost no sense that he's with darkness. Um, but he's clearly going through some kind of a transformation. Right. Um, I just don't, I couldn't hazard as to what that is. I think he just feels really really broken and shattered right now Mm -hmm. like he is he is in a uh a place where i think many wouldn't come back from right he still seems we don't know whether or not he followed nail at the end of this Mm -hmm. book Mm -hmm. um but right we have to assume that he's still going to follow nail because nail saved him probably feels some kind of type of debt to him um, yeah, potentially, but, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so we, let's hope that we learn more about what's going on with Zeth and, and, you know, not specifically the, the, this after image that we see of him, but just on a whole, everything, like you said, everything that he's going through and what will happen yeah. to him as a character eventually. So something to think about. I almost, <laughs> just as you said that mm-hmm. because of, uh, nail, like, you know, leaving at the end, like a superhero taking off into the sky right. after, after hugging, uh lift and holding on to her for for a minute um i almost wonder if the assassin in white you know either had experienced that moment like saw it was there kind, kind of thing yeah because because zeth is always just there like he's he's this is he's the assassin he's right. hiding in the shadow he he sees things. Uh, Samson did, didn't give us any indication that he no. was there in the, in the, in the no. words, but that he doesn't didn't. necessarily mean that in the next book, there won't be a scene or a thought that Zeth will have remembering that moment. So it's possible. Because um, what I'm wondering is, would the assassin in white look at that moment if he realizes it? And would he then become interested uh, in following Lyft? Right. We also have to remember um, that uh, Zeth's new title is mm-hmm. that guy in white, not right. The assassin guy in white. In white. Right. Yeah. He's just that yeah, guy right. in white. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the other the other thing uh, we should think about here is uh, another lingering question we have is: Has Nail Nin, Herald of Justice, changed? Mm-hmm. Has this moment changed how he sees the world? He has accepted that yes. I was, I, I failed. The desolation is, um, is upon us now, but that does that change his worldview? Like he will still probably seek justice in, uh, in all of its forms. He will mm-hmm. still be as rigid as he is. Right. Um, I don't know if it changes his character. It might change his outlook on what's to come. Um, so that's, that's really interesting. Yeah. I, I don't think I I would, I don't think that he's going to regret killing the cobbler. Right. Cause I think that he can compartmentalize himself. So I'm, I'm not quite sure he's there yet. Yeah. I think he can yeah. compartmentalize himself and say, at the time I thought this and I thought it was true. I can't this was judgment. Uh, yeah. This I can't like punishment. linger on those feelings of what did I do before? I think that's why he was crying to, to be honest. 
Yeah. Because he said to Lyft, you know, in this book and in the last one, you know, like, I would have called you sister once. Right. Right. So like he right. remembers a time in which he was not just close with the, the members of his own order, but other orders as well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't always like this, he says. So, you know, m- maybe, maybe mm. we will see him have some guilt over the people he killed. We only yeah. saw Yim and, um, and he tried to kill Lyft. Who knows how many potential search right. how many others board, yeah right that's so right yeah maybe we'll find that out too maybe he'll confess maybe he, if he's in the next books maybe he'll confess on you know what um what he's done in this past i wonder oh geez i, I was just having a thought like i wonder i wonder if his actions i wonder if there's ever a point with darkness where he must or be compelled to judge himself hmm that's an interesting thought yeah. Yeah, cuz he is the judge. He is the herald of justice, so it's kind of like Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's interesting. That's interesting. Um he seems to take his um his orders as it were from other heralds, so maybe he maybe he leaves it to them to judge him. I don't know. That'll be interesting to find out if we can find that out. The other little mm-hmm. point here with the nail that I want to make is that he and Zeth now have more in common than we first thought. Because now they're both men who have gone around killing right. for an ideal that proved false. False, yeah. So that's an interesting thing. If they do end up staying together, they have this that may bond them a little bit. Or at the very least, um, they, they understand each other a little bit better. Right. Which is cool. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that's going to go. Yeah. Those are all great questions. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the last thing I have here is what the fuck is up with the sleepless? Like, that is some oh weird gosh. shit. I know, right? Yeah. What a crazy bomb to have dropped in this book. That was a great live read, too, because it was so unusual. It, it was unusual. It, I yeah, did not expect really... it at all. Like I said to you, I, no. for some reason, had expected her to say the third ideal, and that would be the moment that Buzzkill, mm. uh, you know, wanted us to read, and that's why he picked that chapter. I hadn't, like, uh, dude, I was convinced it was wit. <laughs> I was so convinced. Yeah, you had me, you had me on it, too. And, and it turned out to be... Oogie Boogie from Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> it was Oogie Boogie. <laughs> was oh totally my God. Boogie. It was just a, a bunch of uh, dung beetles in a sack. Like, <laughs> that's like, right. That's Data so sack. gross. That's right. um, I don't yeah. really have anything else I want to say about the sleepless, only that he is now not a, he said that he's not the only one. Um, right. That's we right. think that there's a possibility that there was one at the, the war camps because Cal saw that strange Kremlin. And now from now mm-hmm. on, we are going to be taking Anytime you see any strange looking Kremlin. Kremlings. Yeah. With yes. strange markings on them. We are going to be thinking that the sleepless are there. Yeah. 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 So that, watching. that changes our, yeah. the way we're going to read these next books now. <laughs> right. Yeah, I think so. Me yeah, too. Because 100%. that's, that's an interesting part, part for me because I never read this novella. I yeah. wasn't really aware of the sleepless. Like I said to you before, I think I had seen a fan art of something mm-hmm. that looked gross and I was like I, well, I don't even know what this is maybe it's of something that I haven't read before not knowing right. it's from this book but going forward now we are going to be paying attention to these yeah. these Kremlings in Oathbringer I wonder if the sleepless will be present we, they might well going to have to pay attention to that now yeah because I never yeah, would have paid attention sure. to that before so yeah it's interesting new eyes new eyes love it um, what yeah. a great what a great experience uh, Sean to read this with you what, mm-hmm. what a great time so yeah, um, any any last thoughts on Edge Dancer as a book, um, as a oh, novella? Just the, just that it was a joy to read. Mm-hmm. 
It was great. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I loved the ending. I loved the beginning. I loved her journey. Uh, I love that you pointed out the uh, a better night. Mm-hmm. That's just so good. Mm-hmm. It's per. It's just so good. Dude. Came and left by the same entrance, leaving. Yeah, she heals all these. Yeah, it's great. It's like a. I loved. You know what I loved too about this experience? I loved uh, uh, us talking about and naming the chapters. Yeah, me too. I really wish the chapters were named because it's just. Uh, I don't know. It, it's just it gave a us a really I'm great pick- opportunity to get, to put our own stamp on the book. Whereas, you know, when we're reading the actual novels, there's actual chapter titles and, and alternate chapter titles are fun, but this is allowing us to really hone in on what this chapter was about. Right. Like, I like that a lot. Yeah. I, I I found it drew us even closer to, uh, to the text. So it was, uh, it was a pleasure to read with you for the first time. Oh, same here, man. I, I, you know, I, I wish, I wish for more of these, like, I can't wait. It'll be, it'll be fun to do that. Um, it's, uh, we'll get there. As a whole novella for me, I am, I'm really happy with it. I think it's really good. It's really strong. It takes place in a whole different city that we've never been to with a culture that we don't, we don't experience very often. Yada is amazing. You know, we get, we get a lot of Alethi and a lot of Yaakoved because of where our characters are from. Mm. Um, you know, we haven't had, other than Zeth, we haven't had any Shinovar. So hopefully in the future, we'll know more about the, the, the culture of the Shinovar. And mm-hmm. it seems like these care, the, these, these cultures are really well thought out by Sanderson and oh, yeah. for him to, to write this small novella, to be able to give us a taste of this culture itself. I was so mm-hmm. happy with it. I like, give me more of that. I want to like world build the, until the I, you know, was the bright colors yeah. they wore. The fact that the, the city is down in the, in the crevices. Well, I think and, the, uh, um, the bright colors and patterns are, were descriptions of the Azir and that's who had the bright patterns and the uh, the bright colors and the, the wonderful patterns. The um, the um, people in Tashik were a little more subtle, right? Like browns and blacks, and um, yeah, I it's fascinating. the The whole the Grand Indicium, where all the span read information mm. goes through. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the great cistern in the middle of the city that all like slopes outwards as opposed to inwards, so that none of the street water get in. I just the, the the fact that they carve the whole city out with shard blades, or at least that is mm-hmm. the myth of its creation. That's the is that's so the idea. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's great. Loved it. Cool, cool. All right, well, let's um let's wrap the show up. Uh, we want to thank everybody for listening to this series. Uh, we have um exciting stuff coming. You know, Oathbringers coming uh, soon, hopefully, and uh we um we are really happy that you came along for this uh, this particularly different ride uh, uh, with us um you know we kind of cram these episodes in um sometimes two a week i think that this episode will air as the second episode uh, of a uh, mini sander lynch that we did which is awesome um one of the things i particularly loved about this book too before i forget is we got to cover three chapters at a time so the the, the pace of the story moved with these main mm. novels in the stormland archive some of these chapters are so big that we don't get a chance to do sometimes we have to do only one chapter because it's just so large right so yeah that that, that helped th- move things along so i was really happy with that uh, it's kind of like it, it felt like a more it was a little more slick yeah it was ooh, <laughs> yeah, <there laughs> as you go. we moved along yeah right? All right, I'd like to take a couple of seconds here and thank the um, entirety of the Patreon team. Um, I don't do this enough, and uh, since we have time here in our recording schedule, I would like to thank Zane Jeffries, Atza, or Azta, 
Waterman85, Daniel Altridge, Jay Sandusky, Joseph Sherry, Jacqueline De La Roca, John Kurth, Kunal Chaudhry, Automatic Bear, Ryan Shea, Amigo Cat, Scorpion245, Sandra G, Stephen Kulia, James Wallace, Michael Coling, Grant Hoffmeister, Yerian, Chloe Lewis, Kyle Wilson, Tony Hernandez, Jesus Raucho, Sarah Marshall, Dark Moon Nightness, Milan Radnovich, Genevieve Blanc, Zachary Lindo, Brian Taylor, Dana Gustafson, Jesse Fay, Kenoli, Jaden Guerra, Ryan Phillips, Savotka Art, Sarah 677, Sarah Slagle, C. Carr, Tom, Tom Gonzalez, Mark Pinto, Maria Verum, Lawrence Bradley, Cody Logan, Jonathan Whittington, Tommy Turpin, Itzazer, Julia Pebble, Justin Elliott, Laura, Kevin Friday, Chris Whaley, Omni Orcus, Alec Guerin, James Johnson, Andrew Woods, James M., Valkov Marin, Chelsea Walker, James Pryor, Chad Kirkman, Christopher Bagley, Megan Lloyd, Richard Featherson, Ilya Serden, Daniel Lee, Elvira, Denver Rose, David Clamage, Andrew S., Pacman in Idaho, Jason Stock, Ashlyn Lee, Anna P., Pat Bevins, Thomas Kovar, Matthew Eaton, Cosette, James Reed, Jean-Marc David, Steph Baum, Alex Trant, Joey Willman, Christopher Jack, Ratman, P. Flume, Brandon Comer, Jasper, Silver Lumos, Joshua, Nasala, Ryan, Josh, Alexander, Janzi, Wick, Joseph Mingoya, Daniel Wyden, Werewolf Will, John M., Jake DeFeo, Robert Goble, My Mom Sue, Ari Zhu, Bruce Rogers, Joel Hayes, Don Chalice, Mr. Murasami, Christopher pa- uh, Christian Pappy, no, no, no. Jack's wife, Linda, and our best friend, Mike. So thanks to everyone who joined the Patreon team. Um, you guys are like the beating heart of this show. And uh, we just want to say thank you for all your encouragement. And uh, doing the live read last week was awesome. It was so fun to have everyone on the on the call and uh, to chat and a Q&A afterwards. If you are interested in being able to experience these things, go to patreon.com slash heroes of and sign up for the Patreon. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can do so at heroesofcatherine at gmail.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter at heroes of one. Uh, reach out on Instagram, which is probably my preferred place, at uh, the Storm Pod. And make sure to join the uh, Storm Pod subreddit and the Storm Pod Facebook page. All right, dude. So the next time we will talk on here and record will be the Bring starting the Oathbringer. of Oathbringer. Yeah, so that's right. Um, we're not sure exactly when that's going to be yet, but uh, we are <laughs> going to be hard at work trying to record uh, for, ever, for everyone to be able to listen. So mm-hmm. uh, thank you so much for being on this uh, small but exciting journey with us. It was uh, wonderful. Edge Dancer. And, wonderful. Yeah, it was so wonderful. Um, thank you very much for listening, everyone. We love you very much. Till next time. Take care, everybody. The Storm Pod is brought to you by Heroes of. Music and theme song by Jack Forrest Productions. Additional music by Jason Moray. Produced by our wonderful Patreon team and the Heroes of Akathra. I've been healing the children, the the stump says. 
Um, you're sure about this? Sorry, she, uh, it says that she would, uh, okay, you may have to edit this out. Sorry, Sean. Yeah. Um, because when I first read it, I, I just died because it says here she fingered her shikwa. <laughs> And I just died the first time I read that. I was like, I'm not editing that. That's fucking hilarious. No, dude, I, you can't keep this in. No way. No way. <laughs> okay, start I'm, over. I'm blushing like. Start over insane. at, uh, I've been okay. healing the children. Okay, I've been healing the children, the stump said. Um. <laughs> I can't. say it? I can't say it. Uh, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut this out no, and I'm going to put that at the end of the episode. It'll be a, a blooper. Though she washed it, her blood had stained the cloth. No, no, no sure sorry, no, this? go back. You got to try to go back and start over. You can't skip that oh sentence. You God. have to try to do I it. I can't do it, dude. Yeah, do it. I've been, I've been healing the children, the stump said. She, she fingered her <laughs> I can't, I can't. I can't It's easy. It. She fingered the sh- her shikwa. That's what it is. Yes, she, she fingered her shikwa, <laughs> which she had. I can't. Dude, I, I'm not doing this anymore. We're done. That's it.